The episode you're about to listen to was released back when the Mere Christians podcast was called The Call to Mastery. Now, if you love Mere Christians, you're still going to love these older episodes because the majority of each conversation focuses on how the gospel influences the work of our guests. With that disclaimer out of the way, please enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to The Call to Mastery. I'm Jordan Rayner. This is a podcast for Christians who want to do their most exceptional work for the glory of God and the good of others. Each week I'm hosting a conversation with a Christian who is pursuing world-class mastery of their jobs, of their vocation. We're talking about each guest's path to mastery, their daily habits and routines, and how their faith impacts their work. Today, I'm thrilled to share a conversation I recently had with Rachel Cruz, the number one New York Times bestselling author of multiple books, and she's also the daughter of Dave Ramsey, the CEO and founder, of course, of Ramsey Solutions. I think you guys have heard of this venture before, but I got to say, I'm so impressed with Rachel. She's such an impressive author and speaker in her own right, helping people manage their money well, helping people think through the spiritual components of contentment. And Rachel does a lot of things, but as we talked about in this episode, like her dad, she is clearly a masterful teacher. That's the thing that they're both pursuing mastery of. So I was in Franklin, Tennessee. Rachel invited me over, allowed us to use their incredible new studios at their new headquarters there in Franklin. And we sat down, we talked about the cautionary advice that Dave Ramsey gave Rachel before she decided to join the family business. We talked about the hard things that Rachel does that make her a more masterful teacher. We talked about why Dave Ramsey's team, all 1,000 employees over there at Ramsey Solutions, believe that their work matters, and most of them understand this eternal significance of their work. And we spent a few minutes talking about pizza. Yeah, right at the beginning of the conversation, Rachel and I talked about our favorite pizza places throughout Nashville. So if you're traveling to Nashville or live in Nashville, you'll get a kick out of that. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation I recently had with Rachel Cruz. Rachel, thanks so much for letting us use this great space at the new Ramsey Solutions offices. This is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're here. We were just saying that you were at the old building yeah. and then you've been able to experience the new with us. And I learned something so, new. Your husband was managing this project for four years. Yes. Yeah. So so you're very happy it's over. I know. I know. <laughs> I was laughing like Ramsey Solutions is happy it's over because like the, we've been talking about this move forever, but we had the ribbon cutting ceremony last week and all of it. And now Winston's like, okay. Yeah, it's like it's a relief within the family of the cruises. My yeah. family, not just the not just the company. So, if you're a fan of Dave Ramsey, which I know a lot of people listening to this episode are, if you're a fan of Rachel's, you got to come see this place. It's incredible. The whole entrance floor here is filled with Dave memorabilia and timelines of the company. It's fantastic. So, hey, I want to ask a softball question to get us sure. started. My team discovered your bio, which is not hard to find, and your the second line of your bio makes you very. In- Endearing to me. I'm very you say, <laughs> Yeah, you probably don't even remember. You, you talk about how much you love pizza, oh, which is something yes. I could do a whole episode on. So here in Franklin and Nashville, yes. I have a favorite spot, but I'm curious what's yours? What's your oh. favorite pizza spot? Oh gosh. It's like picking between my children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five points pizza in East Nashville is fantastic. Mafiosis is pretty good. Yeah. I enjoy that one. 
if I was going like chain, like if we had to pick it up, Mellow Mushroom. Oh, yes. Yes. I we do love that. I almost feel guilty how much we eat at Mellow Mushroom. I'm like, it's a chain, but we go but it's so nonstop. Okay. It's have so you consistent. been to Emmy Squared? No. Oh. Yeah. So it's down in the Gulch. Okay. If you're not a Nashville person. Yeah. Downtown. And it is like deep dish, not Chicago deep dish, yeah. right? Because we're very specific that, you know, Chicago deep dish, sauces on top, right, right, all right. things. No, this I'm is not more, about sauce on top. Yeah, this I is more like that. Detroit style, yeah. which is a real style. Everyone yeah, questions right. okay. it, but yeah. it is a real style. And that's Emmy Squared and that pizza's so good. All right. Next time like? I'm in town. You, yes. Well, so so I love DeSano's. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. That's I've been to DeSano's a few times. Right near, where is that? Near Vanderbilt-ish? Yeah, it's more like midtown, closer downtown, yes. Yeah, DeSano's uh-huh. is dynamite. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And good pizza. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like I'm getting up to Nashville every, I don't know, three or four months now. So oh, now good. i got to like try a new place every time. <laughs> there you go. So. Emmy Squared. Emmy Squared. Put that one on, it's on the list. list. All right, great. <laughs> so you grew up in the household of Dave and Sharon Ramsey. Take us back to 18-year-old Rachel. I'm very curious about mm. your path and decision to work yeah. here. So you're 18 years old. You're graduating high school. You're heading off to college. Did you know that you were going to come back and work in the family business alongside your dad? No, not at that point. I mean, we grew up in it. So I obviously had this love for the business itself. I mean, from working in like, the shipping department mm. as like a little kid on. I mean, it was just like was a part of our life. And I actually started traveling with my dad at 15. Hmm. To all of like, he had these huge live events they used to do on Saturdays called the Tonal Money Makeover events. And I would spend a lot of my weekends in high school traveling with him and pitching our kids' products that we had at one of the breaks. Oh, that's great. And so I remember being 15, 16, 17, you know, sophomore, junior, senior in high school and loving it. And I mean, this would be like with sometimes, you know, 10, 12,000 people in an arena. And learning that public speaking was not fun for most people in right. life, I remember thinking, oh, that's interesting because I really enjoyed it. And yeah. granted, it was an easy crowd. I mean, they've like paid a ticket yeah. to hear him and, sure. I mean, as his daughter. So it's not like I was going in <laughs> trying to like swoo over a bunch of business owners or something like this was an easy crowd. But I loved it. I really did. And so I had that in my mind. I probably didn't make the connection that I would use that in my career yeah. at the time by any means at 18 because I went to college did sorority, did young life, met my husband there. We started dating sophomore year. I mean, I was just kind of just doing life. But around that time in college is when I realized that people my age, whether it was my friends from high school that I was still in communication with or meeting new people at the University of Tennessee, but money would just come up randomly in conversation. Mm. And, you know, people would start talking about their credit cards Mm. or their student loans. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm 19 years old. Like, I don't have all the answers. Mm. But I know that there's a better way to do this because I had traveled and talked to so many people previously that were getting out of the mistakes they made in college, right? Right. And so, I mean, I remember thinking, wow, okay, so if I have this like common sense knowledge that obviously some of my peers don't have, they've never been taught this stuff, Hmm. I could take that and take speaking that I love and like create this maybe type of career and Hmm. plug in. And so it really wasn't until my senior year of college when I really got serious of like, hey, what do I want to do? And it just sounded fun, which Hmm. sounds kind of just like generic and probably very millennial-esque, but it did. I was like, oh, it'd be so fun to travel into high school students and college Hmm. students and give this message. And so we now have Ramsey personalities. Mm -hmm. And so Chris Hogan, Christy Wright, Anthony O'Neill, myself, and there's kind of this 
formula now that we have, but we didn't have that mm. 10 years ago when I joined the team. Yeah. So you, you didn't have that. So what did that look like? So you're graduating from, you went to the University of Tennessee? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're graduating, you're figuring out what's next. You don't have a personality program. So yep. what did those first few years look like working here at Ramsey Solutions? Yeah. So I was a project manager in our publishing department for some of our kids' products huh. and our curriculum team of a high school curriculum. So I helped on sales calls with that. So I kind of split my time. And then when a random high school in like Nebraska was like, we'd love to have someone come speak. They're like, well, Rachel can. I jump on a plane and go. So it was like super organic. There wasn't a big formula to it, but we've always gotten more sophisticated over the years as a company. But that's where it started. And I love it because it started with zero pressure because some people do think like, okay, you're Dave Ramsey's kid. You were expected to work or that there was some type of pressure. And I remember talking to mom and dad and I remember them even saying, dad specifically, he was like, do you understand if you choose to come work here, it's going to be harder for you to work here than to just go find something else. So like, you need to understand that you're going to work twice as hard as everyone else because you already are like a few rungs below the ladder on people's, you know, just because you're the boss's kid. It happens. And so you, it's kind of, it's going to be harder. (laughs) I remember thinking, oh, because my sister, my older sister didn't work at the company. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. So it was not assumed yeah. by any means that we would just join. So some people have that. That's interesting. That That's interesting that when you had that inkling of like, I think I want to do this, that your dad wasn't immediately like, oh my gosh, this is great. Yes. No, he wasn't like the heir apparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen the light. No, it was like, you really need to make sure that this is what you want to do. And especially a family business. It's like, if you're not called to it, you're miserable, then your relationships are miserable, the family dynamic is miserable, Mm. people at work are miserable. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the complications can just be like tenfold than just a normal team member, right? So it was a discussion for sure. And I think there's a lot of wisdom there too in saying yes very slowly and very carefully, Mm. right? I think a lot of times we commit to things without fully thinking through the implications. And, you know, we we read in scripture, our yes is to be yes. If we're going to commit to something, we need to count the cost, consider what it's actually going to take to do it well. So that's very interesting. So, hey, so... I think it's hard to find somebody who doesn't know Dave Ramsey and increasingly hard to find somebody who doesn't know Rachel Cruz. But most people, I think, don't realize the magnitude of Ramsey Solutions or Lampo Licensing, the parent company, the family business. So we're sitting here in this office. You guys are close to a thousand employees now. Is that right? Yes, like close to 900. Which is which is wild. You've built this incredible space here in Franklin, Tennessee. How do you, when somebody asks you for an overview of the company and what these thousand people do every day, <laughs> I know, yeah. How, how do you succinctly describe that? It's a great question. Well, our mission statement is that we give hope to everyone in every walk of life. Mm. And so we're obviously more known for the money piece of that, getting people out of debt, helping them get out of debt and living on a budget, all of that. But we've expanded into career and other aspects for sure. But yeah, it's it's a big deal. I mean, if someone really wants to sit down, I mean, I'll walk them through like the 14 <laughs> P&Ls if they really want to know of like, this is how it's structured. I would um, love to know yeah, in a separate conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, most people have no idea the the size of it, which is fine. We always laugh. We're like, I mean, most people think the Dave Ramsey show's done like in a trailer somewhere yeah. off the side of the road. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a huge blessing because we've been able to touch people in every every aspect of their life and especially with their money. And it's a fun company to work for because people are so passionate about it. Like when you have your why, no matter what you're doing in life, 
it just brings fuel and passion and energy to what you do. And so it's, yeah, it, it's it's 900 people all on the same mission, which yeah. is really exciting. I love it. We're going to talk about that mission a bit. But so you mentioned this term Ramsey personality. You are within this bucket of Ramsey personalities here. Can you tell our listeners who don't know what in the world is a Ramsey personality? What does a Ramsey personality do? Sure. Well, this is kind of part of really the succession plan of the company because it's all personality based was on just Dave himself. And so realizing, okay, when something happens to him, because it will, it's not an if, it's a will, what happens? Like what happens to the company? What happens to the message? What happens to the hope that we're delivering to America? And a one-to-one handoff is really difficult. Hmm. And so from message bearer, you could say to message bearer, like, you know, people don't receive that as well. Hmm. And so it's like, okay, what if we spread it out? And we had people in that have that literally have different personalities. We have different views. We have the same principles, but that we go about the message a little differently and we can expand into other areas of people's lives like personal development and career and parenting and marriage. So yeah, that's kind of what what took place. That was that was the main purpose behind why we have multiple personalities. <laughs> multiple yeah. Ramsey personalities. Right. I know. It's always right, kind of right. funny. It's kind of a funny like play on words. Right. And so yeah, it's it's really a big part of the succession plan of the company, but mostly because we want to just continue to deliver hope to people and that if something happens to Dave or when it does that, not, that it just doesn't stop. Yeah. We want to continue it on. And how do you describe to people who don't know you the content vertical, right, that you're really focused on? What are you teaching on in the Rachel Cruz show and everything else that you're doing? Yes. Yeah, so it is personal finance based for sure. But just honestly, the season I'm in, which I'm so grateful, I get to create content out of things that I love. So mm. I've been married almost 10 years in December two kids, one on the way and being a working mom, like all of my content kind of comes out of Hmm. my life and what I enjoy too. So it's everything as tactical as we talk about grocery shopping. I mean, I just did a segment on like foods to freeze to save money. (laughs) Like Dave's probably not going to do that all the way to retirement investing. I mean, so it kind of runs the gamut and kind of my line that I I tell people is like, learn to control your money and create a life that you Hmm. love. So how do you create a life you love? Letting money be the tool that fuels it versus Hmm. money being the thing that's in control of your Hmm. life. You're controlling it Hmm. instead. I love that. So I've always loved and respected your dad as a world-class personality, a world-class founder. I mean, I think your dad's an exceptional entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur myself. But at the end of the day, I have a hypothesis about this. I want you to tell me if I'm wrong. I actually think his superpower is something more broad. I think he's a truly world-class teacher like Mm. that's the thing that seems to be the overarching thing that's made this thing grow i mean you guys teach content would you agree with that yeah absolutely yeah he's a fabulous teacher taking a subject that is so intimidating and so complicated to a lot of people 30 years ago when i mean there was larry because there are a few people in the space but taking it in this common sense approach and kind of with his dave personality of being a little bit bold, <laughs> a little bit in your face, some attitude, it created just common sense for people that they could actually grasp. And so when you do that well, you're a really good teacher. Yeah. So he's been able to create that like brilliantly. Is teaching the thing that you're pursuing mastery of in your craft and your career here at Ramsey Solutions? Overall, yeah. That's a good question. I would say yes, because every piece of content we put out is one that hopefully is instructional and inspirational. And so Part of that, yeah, is teaching someone something new. And again, there's always new listeners and money is continuing. It it is, again, not just a complicated subject, but money, it's about your behavior change. Mm. It's less about the head knowledge. I can teach you the principles and you can get them pretty quickly. 
most anyone can, again, their common sense, but walking people through the life change and their behavior change is what I think we're really good at as well. Hmm. It's also highly practical, right? So yes. all the personalities here are very inspiring. But at the end of the day, if you're reading a book, if you're watching a speech, if you're listening to an episode of the podcast, it's also highly practical. You guys are good teachers. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like we always say our content, we want to be instructional and inspirational. Because yeah. if it's in- just inspirational, you walk away, you're like, that was amazing. Right. I have what no do I do? idea what they said, but it was so good. Or if it's just instructional, you're going to fall asleep. So it's like, okay, so how do you make it all tie together? So that, that is one of the goals that we have. So you've been in the business for how many years now? 10? Almost 10, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm 10. curious, and I, obviously you've been studying the business for longer than that growing up in the Ramsey household. What have you learned from your dad as to what it takes to become a masterful teacher? Like what are the elements that separate world-class teachers from simply good or yep. adequate teachers? I think one of the benefits that we have is we get to be face-to-face with our customer a lot. Mm. And so whether that's via the Dave Ramsey show, Chris Hogan and I just did an hour of that live because Dave's out of town right now. And so we're interacting with callers or you're on the road and you're in a book signing line or you're at an event teaching from stage and you can get people's reaction. Literally having your customer right there all the time Mm. and you're engaging with them constantly has been one of the best benefits. We, We always say that even just about Dave is like our CEO of the company is talking to our customer three hours a day on his radio Hmm. show and having that element of connection and knowing what works, what doesn't, even something as simple as a joke when you're Hmm. teaching, right? You're telling a story and sometimes it falls flat and you're like, okay, but you learn it in real time. That's one of the benefits that we have. That's a little unique. Not everyone has that ability to just interact with their customer constantly, constantly. And that's what we do. And so that's a huge part, I think, of being a, of being a good teacher is not just knowing the information, but knowing how people are receiving it. Mm. So my next book, Random House, was releasing in January called Master of One. And mm. it's basically all about how do you master the thing that you're pursuing vocationally? And one of the things that kept coming up in interview after interview for the book and research book after research book and academic study is masters of any craft deliberately seek out feedback rapidly. Mm. They get feedback all the time. I mean, I think the best picture of this is like stand-up comedy, right? Yeah, so when yeah. you're doing a routine and getting feedback that's in real it, time and then it. going the next night, you guys do that, yes, right? That's, exactly that, that's right. one of the benefits of that live radio show. Yes, so. for sure. Yeah, that feedback and from people that are working close to you that you trust, right? right? When they come in and they're like, hmm, that, that just didn't land. You know, to take it, be like, okay, that's good to know. So Thank you, you have those people here. Oh Even though gosh. you're the boss's daughter. <laughs> oh, yes. You have these people who come to you and say I hard truths. I have... Three layers, technically, <laughs> between me and the CEO of Dave. So someone within those layers will have will have thoughts about different things. But it's great because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want I want to know, right? Yeah. Even Elizabeth, our publicist, she's sitting right over there. But I'm like, we'll do we'll get done with the media hit, and she'll be like, okay, this was this landed so so good. Next time you could do this, and it's like, mm. yeah, that's great. Like I, you want to know what you can perfect because yeah. you want to be the best that you can, right? Do you watch yourself speak? Do you watch oh, old episodes of the show? I hate it. You hate it? Yeah. But do you do it? I will for the Rachel Cruz show. Yeah. Speaking, that was one of the actual requirements when I was out doing my high school assemblies in Nebraska or wherever I was early on is I took a flip camera and a tripod. <laughs> a flip camera. That's and amazing. I, yeah. And I traveled with it and I set it up at every event. And that was one of the requirements I had to watch myself back. And I did that for about three years straight, every single talk for three years. And it's terrible, right? I mean, you just cringe at yourself on stage. You're like, oh, that was so terrible. Why am I being so awkward with my hands? Well, you know what? You know, you see all these things, but you're your worst critic and you can perfect some things really quickly. 
when you see it. So I've gotten a little bit out of that habit. I hate to say it. I should yeah. get back in probably with speaking. But the Rachel Cruz show, I do try to watch every episode before before it releases. Really? The yeah. whole thing? Yes. What are you well, taking it's tw- notes it's 28, on? Like, 28, 30, yeah, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah. So, and I have a great team around me and they've, yeah. you know, they've filtered out probably all the crazy stuff too. What were those things early on that you were taking notes on? Be like, man, I've got to fix this. With speaking? Yeah. I was fast. Yeah. And I was probably, I'm probably fast in this interview. I'm a fast talker. <laughs> so that was big. My pacing almost mm. didn't line. This was a critique. Like from physical someone. pacing. Physical pacing yeah. from the stage. Cause I was like, I'm movement and I move my hands and all that. But it almost wasn't on pace with what I was talking about. Like I was talking about something serious, but I was like walking so fast. And so I had to learn to be comfortable. It was probably a nervous tick. And so to, to be still at certain points, right? And to physically stand still yeah. and have those moments with the audience when you're making a point, because it's so much more effective versus it feels like you're like playing tennis or something. I mean, that's Did, one of the feedback I got from someone. They're like, it looks like you're playing tennis. Yeah. <laughs> have you Have you heard of this podcast called Mortified? No. So my editor was telling me about this yesterday. <laughs> it's the funniest concept I've ever heard for a podcast. So they take people who are adults now okay. and they have them read their like teenage diaries. Like, oh, <laughs> on so the podcast. Good. I'm like, oh, that's kind, that's what I would feel like if I had a teenage diary watching myself speak and yes, critiquing yes. myself speaking. That's right. Or, that's right. Like, I'll never listen to an episode. That, nah, I'll listen to an episode of the podcast because I want to get better. But <laughs> yes, that's what yes. that's what masters do. So you've helped thousands, millions of people budget their money, right? Get control of their personal finances. I'm really curious about how you budget your time, right? So you've got Mm. a lot going on. You're helping build this venture, your personality, your teaching, your mother, your wife. How practically do you budget out your days? Early on, when I decided to have kids, I had the discussion with our board and some leadership team and my dad, because I was like, if I continue my schedule, my travel schedule was nuts before kids. I was like, I can't continue to do that and be a mom. How much were you traveling? At the time, oh gosh, I was gone probably... 30, 30 times a year. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot. So you come to the board, you're like, I, I can't do Yeah. Something. I want to have kids yeah. and I just can't keep that lifestyle. But traveling is part of my job. I mean, speaking, that's that's a big part of it. So how, what does that balance look like? So they were great on some of the flexibility, which was huge for mm-hmm. me of like in the office. So that was a big turning point for me because I feel like having that balance and we say balance, but you know, it right. depends on the I know season. What you mean. The depends on the season. Yeah. yeah. It allows me to be intentional in the work days. And then on the days home, I can be mom. Yeah. So I'm really thankful for that. And Christy Wright, who's one of our Ramsey personalities, mm-hmm. she she always says that life balance is not about being 50-50. Mm-hmm. It's about being 100% present. Yeah. And so learning with my time to mm-hmm. get out ahead of it. Mm-hmm. So being really like Winston, my husband and I, we are master schedulers. Mm-hmm. Like even our family and his family and our friends, they laugh at us because even like even with kids, planning out kids, we're like, okay, here's our timeline. Here's yeah. what we want. Like, I mean, it is it is wild, but we have to because then our time gets away, and it's in Same life thing with and money, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. So just being re- so, we're super proactive. We're really good at calendars, mm. and we communicate everything. And it's funny because my husband's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Are you into the Enneagram at all? So now that I'm traveling to Nashville, I feel an obligation okay, to be I know, into Enneagram. Nash- you guys are Nashville people. We you love guys it. are oddly obsessed. I know with we this. are. So I know my number. If that's so, what you're asking. Okay, what is it? I'm a three. I am too. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So so most of us we we enjoy doing things. I, we can we can make changes on the fly. If, yeah. You know, we're effective. All of that. This is kind of getting off topic. Where my yeah. husband, it, he's a five. He's the investigator, and so like for him 
making plans on the fly, it's a stress point. He's like, he just doesn't do well with it. And so mm. we've learned that in marriage. Like, okay, let's like literally book out our month and our yeah. nights and say, okay, what nights are we home? What nights are we out? Like, so all that to say, super proactive. And then when I'm at the place, whether it's work, dinner with friends, with the kids, back to that quote, I'm 100% present. Yeah. Where I am is where I really, really try to be. And yeah, that's it. But it's, I mean, it's it's messy, right? I mean. So I'm the same way, right? So I, I plan out my days meticulously. I have calendar templates for different days yes, of the week. Yes. <laughs> We're freaks, right? Yeah, I know, yeah I know, this I know. is like so weird. It's like a control thing. Yeah, I love it my totally schedule. Is. I it love totally my is. schedule. So what does your calendar look like today? Like from the moment you woke up to the moment you go to bed, take us through a day in Rachel Cruz's life. A day, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm. 34 weeks pregnant. So yeah. I'm usually, I like have like pregnancy insomnia. So sure. I'm up anywhere from like four o'clock ish every morning. Cause I just can't sleep. So I go get a bowl. If you literally want to know, I'm like go get yeah. a bowl. I go get a bowl of cereal every morning around four o'clock. Cause I'm starving. I love it. Yeah. Winston and I, my husband and I, we've gotten a great routine. It sounds super spiritual and we're like not perfect at it. So I don't want us to sound like such like a Bible answer, but mm. it's true. But we spend time in the word together. Mm. We've been really intentional with prayer together as a couple. We've not mm. been great at that in the past. But we're in a really good season of that right now, which is so great. Like mm. that, like, oh, it changes so much in, in such a great way for your day. So we spend time there before the girls get up. Then around 6.30, the two little ones are usually coming down and talking and yeah. starting parenting around 6.30. Their energy's at 100%. Yeah, that's it. At that's 6:30. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then get ready for work. Come into work. Again, meetings and show. I'm shooting a ton of Rachel Cruz show content right now is because I'm out on maternity leave for four months coming right. up. So like a lot of days are filled with content for that. What's the first thing you do to, when you get to the office? When I get to the office, depends on the day. We have company-wide meetings Mondays and Wednesday mornings. So mm. I'll usually come right in and mm. go straight to those meetings. I mean, these days I'm not even at my desk really. I mean, mm. I'm like right. going, I'm like starting off at a meeting. Right. Honestly. So yeah. 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 I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's a season. Like you said, yeah. uh, I'm really curious what, so you mentioned praying with your husband, something my wife and I aren't great at, something I want to get better at. I'm curious if you guys pray together for the business, for Ramsey Solutions, or if you on your own pray for the business. And if so, what do those prayers look like? Like, obviously, you want to pray mm-hmm. that the business grows, but what's what are those other dimensions to how you think about praying for Ramsey Solutions? Yeah, I think it depends on the season. I mean, recently, because of like this being Winston's job, the building itself, literally moving in. It was a lot around that of just like peace and direction and clarity when there was a lot of high stress points and all of that. So honestly, we probably get our prayers literally are more tactical with day to day and upcoming projects that we have versus pulling out in the scope of it all. But there have been events, things that have pulled both of us. We both sit on our operating board. And so we have visibility into everything going on in the company. And so, yeah, there's definitely been events that have kind of pulled pulled us up and our prayers around that. But these days, probably because... <laughs> I'm so far. I, I hate to say it, it's such a, it's such a, this episode of your podcast is going to be so niche because I'm like, <laughs> if I wasn't 36 weeks pregnant, a lot of my right. answers would be so right. different, but it is, it's like, give Rachel the strength to get through right. the day kind of thing, you know? So it, it's more tactical day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Our prayers of what it looks like in the projects we yeah, have going part, on. Yeah, large part, it's like survival. Like, please it's get a, me to the finish line. It's a little bit of that, Jordan, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, no I, I totally get it. So the official Ramsey Solutions mission statement, mm-hmm. right? reading this to you. I know you know it by heart, right? So Ramsey Solutions provides biblically based common sense education and empowerment that give hope to everyone in every walk of life. So you mentioned biblically based. I'm curious, how does God's word shape 
the content that you're producing, right? Under your personal brand, rachelcruz.com. How do you think about how God's word influences that content? Well, on the foundation of the money principles, it's, I mean, it's everything. It's what it's built on. I mean, everything from and house the wiser stores of choice food and oil, a foolish man devours all he has. Save money. What does saving money look like? And you can go in a thousand different directions with that. You know, the borrower's slave to the lender when we talk about debt. And so all of our money principles, it is based on common sense, biblical approach. So everything that we come out of is a springboard out of scripture. Hmm. And you can touch into more of, you know, the heart aspects of money too, which we do on the show as well. But I would say the foundational principles of what we teach comes from scripture. I mean, it is. Hmm. It's scripture. It's biblically based. Hmm. And is there, so you published this contentment journal, right? When did that come out? Yes. That came out earlier this year. Earlier in 2019? 2019, yeah. Sounds, April of 2019. I forget when my books I come out too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, I, I totally get it. I'm going to blame the baby on everything yeah, in this podcast yeah. that goes wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just because I'm pregnant. So <laughs> I'm curious what led you to commit to that topic. I think it's a big topic. It's a big, topic. It's a big felt need, this, this lack of content in our lives and our careers. Was there a spiritual element of that for you? Like, How did your faith kind of influence the development of that? content topic. Well, it came out honestly more out of my last book, Love Your Life, Not Theirs, Mm. because there was a whole part on a theme of comparison living. Mm. And when you're not content with yourself, you're constantly going to compare your life to everyone else's. And so that contentment piece was one that a lot of people continued to bring up and were asking questions about. It really is a felt need. So diving into that topic specifically of contentment, it it was an important one because it's it's the heart issue, the heart foundation of money. And a lot of people's money problems comes out of being discontent hmm. and looking for other things to fulfill them hmm. and realizing that stuff is not going to make you happy. And we know hmm. that. A lot of people know that in their brain, but yet we don't live it out. And so hmm. money problems are a symptom of usually a greater issue. And I think in our culture today, I'm like, we are just constantly bombarded with buy this, do this, look this way. It's all about you your image, you know, you, what, what you're doing, clothes you're wearing, vacations you're taking. Oh, and if you're not happy with you, here's some social media so you can see what everyone else is doing mm. out there that you get to, that you're missing out on. And so it's just, it's this, this, it really is a very materialistic feeling more than ever, I feel like in our mm. culture today. And yeah. so I'm like, man, we are just bombarded with just stuff. And I'm like, if we can just get crap out of our lives, mm. stop going into debt for stuff we don't need. Mm. And fix our situation with our money, but man, in the process, learning to be content with where we are and learning to say, you know what, God has me in this place for a reason and godliness with contentment is great gain. And having that gain in your life, in your heart, spiritually speaking, that's when you truly, I think, can start to win with money. It's very hard to win with money when you're not content. It's hard to sacrifice your lifestyle and get that stuff out of your life and get out of debt when you're not content. Mm. It's hard to save money when you're not content. It's hard to give when you're not content. And so contentment is a huge piece, but it's so hard to find in, in our world today. And so it's, it is, it's a big topic, like you said earlier, but kind of touching on it and learning that like, you know, it's, it's a progression. And so I talk about how it starts with being grateful mm. In a heart that's filled with gratitude, there is no room for being discontent. When you're just grateful for where you are and what you have, I'm like, that covers a multitude of sins. So I'm like, starting with gratitude. So in the journal, we spend 30 days in gratitude and then move to 30 days of humility. And I kind of based it off C.S. Lewis's quote where he said that humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Mm. 
And I love that because it kind of is this picture of like, you get to like look up and look out and see other people. And when you start to live your life where other people are valued and you want to serve, like your life becomes richer. And then being content is the next 30 days after that, which is just an, it, not to say it's an easy slide in, but it kind of is. Once you've mastered gratitude and humility, there's just this this new outlook you have on life. Have you ever read anything by Tim Keller? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Tim Keller. So I'm a huge I Keller mean, fan. So the first Keller book I ever read was this little tiny book. I don't even know if it was traditionally published. It might just be an ebook. Not the Prodigal God. Not the Prodigal God. No, which now I love. That, yeah, we can talk about that. That will rock your world. Yeah. Yes. No, it's this little book that you would love. It's called The Freedom of Self Forgetfulness. Oh, I haven't uh, even heard of it. Yeah, I okay. think it was only an ebook. But okay. I read this thing in like, I don't know, an hour and a half sitting down on my couch. I'm like, I have to read everything this guy's ever written about. And it was yes. exactly that. It, it is, you know, humility is not thinking less of ourselves. It's just mm. thinking about ourselves less. Like there's this great passage of Paul in the New Testament talking mm. about how his identity isn't what he believes about himself, but it's also not what other people say about himself. Yes. It's in who Christ says he is. So it's mm. this dying to self, forgetting about self yeah. and living in humility and thinking of others first. So I've been learning a lot about Ramsey Solutions over the last few months, read through some of the core values I think one of my favorites is, and you guys don't like expound upon this deeply in some of your external documents, but I'm hoping you will hear. Yeah. Is this crusade core value, this idea that, quote, we are crusaders doing work that matters here at Ramsey Solutions. Can you talk about what you guys mean by that? Yes. We look at ourselves as going into battle a lot because there is a toxic money culture with banks and credit card industries that have way more money than we do (laughs) and a lot of influence on America and the culture that we sit in to the point that they've convinced people over decades that to not have a credit card is weird. You know what I mean? Like we're fighting against these cultural norms to speak truth and give people a plan and peace. And so it is, it's battle. And so that's kind of how we look at ourselves. It's like, it's a crusade. Like you can't go in timid. You can't go in passive. You have to go in knowing your conviction, knowing what you believe, and teaching it unapologetically. And and so that's that's it. And then the work that matters, we say that all the time, like we do work for people that aren't here. Mm-hmm. So like when we're as a staff meeting, I mean it's said almost every staff meeting and people probably get tired of it. I hope they don't, but it's true. I'm like, this building was built even for not just Ramsey Solutions, but for the people outside these walls and doing work. And you could say this about any line of work, you could find value in anything you do out there as a listener, but for us just to focus on the like we do work that matters. Like we're not just collecting a paycheck here. We're doing stuff that is changing people's lives. It's changing their family trees, the way that they talk to their kids, even to the point of what they, they do financially. I mean, all these aspects when it comes to money, when you can give people hope in that, in this area, that's so hopeless Hmm. for a lot, that's it. And so just being reminded that, yeah, it's a battle and we're doing it because it matters. Yeah. I got quite a few friends here at Ramsey Solutions now. And one thing I've been really impressed with, one, a lot of them are very serious, very faithful followers of Jesus Christ. But secondly, they very much view the work they do here as ministry, Mm. right? Even if it's not overtly evangelical, even if you're not preaching Jesus's name at every event or in every book, the work you're doing is helping to restore creation, to Mm. restore people's perspective on money, on career, on contentment, and living in line with God's word. And I think that's a really, really beautiful thing. And I think it's what inspires so many people that work here. So thank you for that. So, all right, three questions to wrap up. I like to ask every guest, what books are you recommending? 
mending the most or buying as gifts for others right now? Ooh, business-wise, I would say, I was like, prodigal God's a great one. (laughs) I'm thinking about that on top of my head. No, but Hungry, Humble, Smart is Mm. one that we've been talking a lot about as a company and leadership team that we used. That's a great one. It's short, but it's so applicable. And if you have someone on your team that like something's just not working, those three areas, humble, hungry, smart, when you look, it's just, it's one of those like light bulb mm. moments where you're like, oh, that's so good. Mm. So I'd say business wise, yeah. I, I love that one. That's good. Mm-hmm. Who do you know who's a Christian, not in quote unquote full-time ministry, Yeah, that is really exceptional at what they do? Okay. It's not a household name, but I love her. And so she's on top of my mind right now because she has a book coming out. I just talked to her. Paula Ferris mm. from Good Morning America. She's an anchor. And she did the weekend Good Morning America. She was one of the head anchors there. And so she actually stepped away from that to be with family. And she's writing a whole book on her intersection of faith and her career. Interesting. Yes. And I love media. It's like one of my favorite parts of my job. I love doing going up to New York and doing shows and all that. It's so fun for me. I love it. And so people in that world that are believers are always so intriguing to me. And she's one. I love her. And as a and as a mom and you know, she's kind of in a, a season ahead of me in life. So yeah, she's she's fantastic. That sounds like that'd be a great conversation. Hey, she's promoting a book, so I mean, yeah, come I know, on. That's right. I know. I'm sure she'd if be she hears me, she's probably this. like, "Thanks, Rachel." Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, last question: What one piece of advice would you give to somebody who, like you, is pursuing mastery of this art of teaching specifically and communicating ideas and content? I would say, get around and watch and consume the ones that you relate to because there's some teachers that you see and you're like oh wow they're a great teacher but that's not my personality Hmm. you're like that's not my gifting that style but find someone that's like kind of with your personality that you see and you're like okay I could emulate that like I could learn from them because because a lot of especially with teaching it comes out of your own story and your own life and so being yourself Hmm. is so important it's being authentic because if you're trying to be someone else it's very draining and you don't want your work to be draining so finding someone that you can kind of relate to even on a personality level and be like, okay, yes, and learning from them, I would say. I love that. Rachel, I just want to thank you for the work that you and the team are doing here. Thank you for serving the Lord and serving the world and your customers through just the ministry of excellence, right? Okay. You guys do such an excellent job in everything you do. Thank you for helping people live in line with God's word and what God has to say about money and finances. And thank you for convincing these thousand people here that their work is important, not just temporally, eternally. It's significant. It matters. Hey, if you want to learn more about Rachel and her work, visit rachelcruz.com. You want to spell that for us? Yes. C-R-U-Z-E. C-R-U-Z-E.com. <laughs> Rachel, thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. What a great conversation with Rachel. Thanks again to her. Thanks for the entire team at Ramsey Solutions. They were so hospitable setting us up there in their studios I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed producing it. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe to The Call to Mastery so you never miss an episode that we release in the future. If you're already subscribed, do me a huge favor. Take 30 seconds, go review the podcast. That's the number one thing that you can do to help us get this content into the ears of more people. If you have no idea how to do that, how to subscribe to a podcast, how to review a podcast, no worries. Head over to jordanrainer.com slash podcast, jordanrainer.com slash podcast, where we've made it really easy, as easy as we possibly can make it for you to do both of those things. Hey, thank you so much for listening to The Call to Mastery. I'll see you next time.